There's a whole crowd of men out there who need this. Welcome to the case study. This case study will be marked down in time. Known to all as the record keeper of the historic rise of the woke man. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, welcome, gentlemen. I don't know if any women will be listening to this, but quite frankly, I don't care. What I want is to see the change in man. Yes, that's hurt. The change in man. This is the Woke Man series, where you hear the stories of men who changed, who laid to rest their old ways of thinking, and who opened up and started expressing their truth. Revealing emotion, strengthening their self-awareness, and breaking free from the old paradigm of being a man. This is going to help men find the courage to open up, to break the shackles of toxic masculinity, and to guide them home in becoming a better man. Let's go. Oh, by the way, it's Luca. Luca Reedy from the Feeling Alive podcast. And The Woke Man is a sub-series. You're welcome. Welcome back to The Woke Man series, ladies and gentlemen. We're at episode 56, talking about the conscious journey and what it takes man to wake up to their truth, to their real best self. And we've seen so many experiences and stories so far of men from different walks of life on different parts of this conscious journey. And it's not a destination. We're not aiming for this, like end goal or this pedestal to just prop ourselves onto this is a a journey and a beautiful journey it is a challenging journey as it is but we can see that there is gold at the end of the tunnel this beautiful light at the end of the tunnel but i'm here today with my man jake brother how are you fantastic so grateful and stoked to be here thanks brother first question for you where did you grow up and where do you live now i grew up in buffalo new york and I now live in La Grande, Oregon. The other side. You did the switch. Amen. <laughs> West Coast, baby. West love Coast, it. baby. And how old are you now, brother? I'm 29. I will be 30 in November. Ah, beautiful. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you do for a living? I dabble in a lot of things. I love creating alchemy for people. Uh, alchemy as in tonic elixirs that are accumulative to specific ailments that they may have or just general tonics for health and well-being. I am a group life coordinator for teens to to young adults and that's essentially kind of like life coaching for teens and young adults and then also just love sharing. Beautiful man. Yeah, Beautiful. yeah I have seen your Instagram Absolutely. quite real and raw on there. It's lovely. Yeah it's so nice. Beautiful, so man. grateful for that community. What what got you into alchemy? What got me into alchemy? The first thing I thought of when you said that was when I was 18 years old, I was dating this girl, uh, the, the woman at the time who I thought I was going to spend my life with and be with for the rest of my life. And the short story is I walked in on her sleeping with another man and it was Valentine's Day. I literally walked into her house and she was with uh, another man and they were making love 
And it just, as you can imagine, just totally shattered my heart into a million pieces. And from an egotistical perspective back then, which is much more in harmony with love now, my thought process was I am never going to let anybody hurt me or break my heart again. You know, that 18 year old story. And since that day, I just became obsessed with harmonizing and bringing coherence to the mind, body, and spirit, because it's all, it's all connected, man. And the way you treat your body, the way we treat these avatars is completely in alignment with the way we feel and how we relate to others. And the better we feel, the more we allow simply put. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful, bro. It's fine. That's a, it's a, that would have been a bloody heartbreaking experience at 18 too. Like I can imagine that and just, the feeling you would have had in there of like, did that go, did you go through this process now after that, where you were angry or resentful of that situation? Did you try not to get in any other relationships after that? Were you scared of getting in relationships after that experience? Absolutely. I was, I mean, it's hard to pinpoint. I was scared of so many things. Um, like many young adults are and just had, an ego behind a lot of things. And I, I numb my emotions with alcohol and drugs and that whole thing. Yeah. And yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Powerful, man. Powerful. And how do you feel about if that was to happen today, how would you feel if that same situation was to occur with the man you are now? How would that, how would you feel? How would you respond? With much greater understanding and empathy and awareness and embodiment and mm-hmm. sovereignty if mm-hmm. that happened now and the thing is that wouldn't happen now because that's not the energy that i <laughs> carry now yeah. you know i totally understand from her eyes back in the timeline when i was 18 years old i understand completely why she did that because mm-hmm. of the way our relationship was and now we have a we're friends to this day and that's she's married beautiful. and she has kids and so happy for her so oh, thankful for her that's beautiful brother Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Tell me one thing you're really good at. I'm really good at creating a powerful and expansive container for people. I love hosting cacao ceremonies. I love hosting uh, ecstatic dance, any kind of ceremonial space. I'm really good at just making people feel safe and feel like they can be completely authentically themselves and have a really uh delicious and powerful experience mm, that's beautiful man a lot of mm-hmm. i tend to see it like it's really really common with the men that i'm interviewing a lot of them to this answer to respond to this answer with either a space holder or a good listener and it's interesting because it's like that was never the case prior to this journey it's like you sort of yeah. harness that you know what I, do you feel that like you, was this it's been have my... you always been able to do this or to a capacity, but ever since embodying more of these uh, divine masculine practices and, and essentially healing those those core masculine wounds that I've had, yeah. uh, holding space for people in, in every facet has just become like I crave it. Yeah, like I, I, I love doing it so much. Absolutely. Love that. Absolutely. Brother. Love it. Tell me what one of your biggest fears is right now. To be truthfully honest with you right now, I don't have any fear. When I moved to La Grande, Oregon, originally about two months ago, I had this deep um, 
I've had a reoccurring fear come up a lot of my life of, of what is my true purpose? Why am I here? What am I meant to share? I bounced around between so many things and careers my whole life. And I've, it, it caused me a lot of disease thinking like, what am I here to do? Like, what am I here to really give? How can I really share my gifts? And I've been doing a lot of, uh, meditating on that and reflecting on that and, and getting readings and talking to my love who is extremely clairvoyant and, you know, just doing the work to get to know myself and my own innocence on a, on a really deep level. And I feel in this time, in this space, talking to you right now, having this conversation is a reflection of how purposeful and how embodied mm-hmm. I feel in myself now. Mm-hmm. So it's beautiful. I used to have a fear of money. I used to have a fear of purpose. I used to have a fear of so many things. And truthfully, right now in this moment, I feel fucking unlimited. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. that, man. I, I appreciate, you, I appreciate you sharing that because I can definitely relate to that too. That same feeling of like, what's my true purpose? Like you have these hints. Yeah. You have these hints and these little glimpses of what you're here to do and your gifts. But it's like, but what the fuck is it? <laughs> just give me like, <laughs> just give me a clear answer. So, yes. you know, it's something that I've been wrestling with a lot lately too, to be honest. And, and I think, I don't know if, if you've come, how you came to that realization, but one thing, and maybe I, I'd like you to share, but I know there'll be a lot of people listening, thinking the same. You sort of got to just look for the next step and not look for the whole staircase. And that's what mm-hmm. I keep coming back to is just what's the next step? Because eventually you'll get to the top, but if you just look for the next step, it's okay. You don't need to know the whole like the whole map of the staircase. How do you, how do yes. you approach it now? I, I love that so much. Just one step at a time. Yeah. Um, everything is created first in our minds, right? Like before anything is brought into the physical world, we first think about it and then thinking about it, it's brought into the physical. So I've been doing a lot of work with Dr. Joe Dispenza. I don't know if you, you know him. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Amazing guy. Um, just been really committed and devoted and disciplined to showing up to doing these really profound uh, meditations every day. And what I'm getting at is that every day, every morning and every night, I have devoted at least 90 minutes in the morning and before bed to tuning into that reality where I am living my greatest purpose and setting that intention where you know, I'm doing what I love every single day in every way, and I'm getting paid profusely for it. I'm getting paid abundantly for it, and I get to share my gifts with the world, and I'm just like living that reality in my mind and then channeling the, the, the elevated emotions that go along with that reality being real. Mm. So essentially, I'm kind of dreaming that reality, which is already happening now, into it's going from non-physical into physical, mm-hmm. and it's... I'm, just make it apparent every day to to live that reality in my mind and i'm watching evidence of it manifest in the physical world (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's so beautiful man those meditations are powerful it's it's amazing that you're doing two two ninety so you're sitting for 90 minutes twice a day in the morning it's about i do a 45 minute one with him and then a 25 minute with this app called syncuition which syncuition is just like this mind spot just really gets you in a deep theta brainwave state so in total about 75 or so minutes of meditation in the morning and then about 40 minutes before bed yeah love it man that's awesome 
Tell me, Jacob, Hell what's yeah. one of your uh, favorite quotes? Going Dude, there's just so many good quotes. I, I, it's so hard to pick one. I, I often, I often wonder. I'm like, if I was in your spot right now, and and, and I was getting asked these questions, like, how would I? What would be my favorite quote? And I've been thinking about that a lot. And so, why everyone's listening? I would say, I would say, I'll give them my quote. Okay. Have you have you got yours? Yeah, but I would also love to hear yours. I, I would say this one stuck with me for for a long, long time, and I, and I uh, and when I was learning Spanish, I ended up writing this in Spanish, and and looking reading both. But it was a man who thinks he can and a man who thinks he can't are both usually right, and it yes. just it just hits me because you you it's like the glass half full, the glass half empty. You choose. You choose. It's exactly the same, but you choose. Um, and so that and that one was yeah, that's a big one for me. But what's your one? That's huge, man. I, and I recently just said that to my lover's son, who I'm now a father to. Um, he said I can't do something, and I said that exact same thing to him. So mm. that's just just so serendipitous that you brought that up. Yeah. Um, so a few just came to my mind. I didn't even find any in my phone, but. Um, there's this teacher that I've been really resonating with called Matt Kahn. I don't know if you know him. Absolutely. He carry Oh, he's. I did brilliant. his Angel Academy not that long ago. It was awesome. How was it? It was really cool, man. Really cool. I've been really thinking about diving into that. Now we're yeah. having this conversation. I'm going to look into it. But anyway, yeah. um, Whatever Arises, Love That. His whatever book. Whatever Arises, Love That. Um, yeah. So essentially, it's no matter how terrible or painful or traumatic or no matter what arises in your being essentially what an enlightened heart looks like is just loving that Mm -hmm. so all of our lower frequency emotions so to speak like fear anger depression all those emotions just want to be loved Mm -hmm. all those aspects of yourself all those timelines of yourself just want to be loved and they want to be to be seen and, and and heard and and loved and so it's just been a, I actually got it tattooed on my hand, whatever arises, love that. Mm. And any moment I'm in any kind of uh, vulnerability, I just, I'll just repeat in my mind, I love you. And it's okay the way you feel. I love you for the way you feel right now. Because mm. I used to be so hard on myself whenever I would not feel really good or really, you know, high vibe, I would just be yeah. like, you know, I'd be hard on myself. Dude, totally, man. Totally get that. And 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 that's a practice because that's ultimate self-forgiveness and forgiveness of others, right? Absolutely. And acceptance. Absolutely. But it's like, because when we're not, because, you know, if we're in this space of like helping others and helping others grow, it's easy for us to go, shit, we're going to be, we're going to be high vibe all the time. Yes. And, and so then when you're not, you go, who are you? Like, what are you doing teaching other people? What are you doing helping other people? I've been wrestling this one lately, like just getting into the, the going through some upgrades, you know, and going, you can't just pretend. You got to realize that these are all normal human emotions, and you're not at this, you're not this uh, enlightened being. Like you're still healing. So yeah, yeah. I, I totally relate to that, man. It's really beautiful. And those emotions are the ones that all humans relate to. Like hmm. everybody's experienced vulnerability. Bren, you know, you know Brene Brown. Mm-hmm. Brene Brown has this quote, all these quotes are coming to me now, now that we're talking about them. <laughs> um, vulnerability is the glue that binds us together. Yeah. And uh, it's, that quote has served me so immensely in times that uh, I wanted to close my heart off. 
Yeah. And I would just say that like, no, if you're vulnerable with this person, that's only going to, you know, bring you guys closer together. Yeah. And so that has served me immensely. Mm, beautiful. Brother. I love that. What's a conscious man to you? A conscious man is somebody who shares, who embodies love in everything he does, who creates safety and not just safety, like physical safety, but emotional safety, uh, every realm of safety for the people that he's around, especially his love and his family and his tribe, et cetera. Mm. Uh, conscious man is somebody who creates structure, who mm. uses his masculine gifts to create structure uh, in his life and in his, his family's life and everybody else's life. Mm. And then also a man who responds to the world with consciousness and with love versus reacts to the world through ego or through an overstimulated nervous system. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Beautiful brother. Yeah. What's one yeah. thing challenging you right now? So before I moved to Oregon, I was, I was at this cushy job making six over six figures a year. And now moving here, I'm, basically self-employed and I'm not bringing in nearly as much money as I was. And so if I had to pinpoint one thing that's causing me some dis-ease from time to time, it's not having like a foundation of financial security. And that being said, I have such complete and total faith in myself and mm. the universe that it, it just feels so, I feel so abundant in this moment mm. and there is no worries. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I definitely can relate to that. And, and I know a lot of people can. It seems to be one of those things like that. If your safety net's taken out of you, it's like the very thing that allows us to exist safely. You know? yeah. and, and then it, we have to have a face off with humility. So I feel yeah, that, brother. Absolutely. What's absolutely. unconditional love mean to you, Jacob? Great question. Unconditional love is a love that does not judge. It's a love that listens is a love that practices love every single day in his or her life unconditional love is feeling into the truest essence that is you i mean there's god is nothing more than just love the universe is nothing more than just a amazing force of love mm. so i think love unconditional love is embodying the truest essence of who you really are mm. What a journey that is, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Amen, man. Uh, it's wild. <laughs> man, do you believe in a greater power and what is that to you? Absolutely. Um, I grew up in a very Christian home. Uh, my family are the most Christian humans that I've ever met in my life. <laughs> and I love them so much for it. Um, so early on, I grew up in a very religious home. And then as I started coming in, uh, awakening, so to speak, I don't really like using that word, but, um, kind of venturing out of the playground of religion and into, uh, the world, having that foundation of what God means from a religious standpoint, and then diving into quantum physics and into uh into my spirituality deeper there is absolutely it, it it's undeniable that there is a higher power and that higher power lives within us mm. that that higher power 
is is us. We are just the universe, uh, this amazing infinite conscious mind in physical form. Mm. Like these are just avatars. And the more I believe people take care of their bodies, honor their bodies, share what they love, do what they love, the more they realize that they are truly just the universe expressing itself mm. and that we are all connected through this one unified field. Mm-hmm. So if that's not God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you've gone from like yeah. the greater power was God as a, as a father to God as being you and everything else in the universe. Absolutely. Yes. Wow. Simply said. Beautiful. And why don't you like using the word awakening? I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. You know, I don't truly know why I have this story in my mind. Sometimes when I hear people say when I was, when I awakened for the first time, or like, I just, I, my mind is picturing like an, um, an Instagram quote saying in my first awakening, dot, 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 you know, this happened and it, you know, it just kind of sounds kind of cliche to me because yeah. it's more to me, like we're remembering, not awakening, but we're remembering the truth of who we really are, yeah. which is, yeah. which is God. So it's more like a yeah. realization. Yeah, I don't have a I don't have a thing with awakening. It just kind of it's just kind of it funny tickles you a different way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it tickles me it. a different way. <laughs> I like that. Let's get into your conscious journey now, and we'll on your personal story and your personal journey. The first question on on this section is, what did your life look like as unwoke, and and how does it compare to who you are today? Incomparable. Um. My life when I was unwoke, so to speak, was I was working construction. I was an operator engineer and hated what I did every single day and uh, was unhealthy in my body and in my mind. Didn't treat people with the love that they deserved. You know, it can go on and on and on. And mm it's incomparable to the radiant joy and love that I feel so much the time in my heart now from taking the time and taking the time to devote to loving myself because the way we we treat others is just a result of the way we treat ourselves. Yeah. Mm. It's not even there's, there's, there's no words for the comparableness of, of woke versus is not woke. Yeah, and it feels delicious. It's beautiful, man. Beautiful. How long was that journey for you? I mean, it's always going to be a journey. Yeah. And I think as we become, to answer that, that question through my perspective with, with integrity, it, we're never going to stop experiencing vulnerability and, and moments of unwokeness. It's just that the more awakened our hearts become the more that we we love ourselves and and are embodying our truth the gap between time and space just significantly shortens from that vulnerability like Mm -hmm. for example what i mean by that is when i was not woke you know i would stay angry for like angry or pissed off or depressed for months and now when i have those same vulnerabilities come up the time i'm you know upset is like this Mm -hmm. and you know that gap will only continue to shorten um, the more we embody who we really are. Beautiful, brother. You know totally, what I mean when I say that? Totally know what you mean. Yeah. It's not, as I say totally. to everyone, it's like it's not a, 
it's not a destination it is a journey and it's it's yeah. interesting to see how long some people because i mean you know the, the we're not going to be fully woefully realized unless we're probably with you know yogananda in the in the himalayan mountains <laughs> but even then i don't think he was fully realized either maybe but no. i don't think he was completely not like he's a guru or he's no, the thing is guru. we need yeah we need contrast to continuously expand to more yeah. like it's just kind of how the universe is designed yeah you know things happen and then we realize oh i when we're sad we realize we want to be more happy and so you know <laughs> so true. it's just always this dance how would you yeah and i think we i think another thing too is we get we oversell happiness so much like the self-help world does this it's like you know the happiness there's like twenty-five thousand. i don't know how many thousand books but there's over twenty-five thousand books on just on happy, how to get happiness but we don't teach people on how to find to accept sadness because it's just the polar opposites and you'll swing between between the two and so which think, is what opens the door to happiness exactly. <laughs> accepting your sadness <laughs> exactly man so yeah it's an interesting journey and and uh, I think that we can really just understand that we'll swing between both. We'll have these moments of unconsciousness on this journey and also a lot more consciousness, but we just have to see what we really want by seeing what we don't want and it just Absolutely. observing the two. What was your biggest vice in that unwoke period? You talked about drugs and alcohol already. Was that it or was there something else? Food for sure. Um, yeah, my main vices the most consistent ones have always been marijuana and food. Yeah. And then I've, I've experimented with all, almost all drugs. Yeah. Besides needles or painkillers, really everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, for sure. I'm the same. What emotion challenged you most? Anxiety, shame, guilt, fear, anger, sadness. <sighs> Not enoughness. Not feeling like enough to for many things um to back up a little bit to give you some perspective my my father that construction business that i worked at was my father's is my father's and it's a it's a very 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 successful construction business and i've watched my father be this grandiose entrepreneur my whole life and i always had the story growing up that how could i ever surmount to the success that my father's had and as soon as I changed the, my definition of what success meant, which at the time was money, and now my definition of success is how embodied in love and joy and purpose am I? And that's what success for me is now. And um, so that story of not enoughness really came from the way I was perceiving uh, my own mind and my own environment. Mm. And so your not enoughness came from comparing to your dad's environment. Yes. Was there anything else that you can contribute that experience, that feeling to, or was it mainly towards your dad? Great question. Yeah, I would say it was my relationship with my father was a core attribute of that, mm. but there were certainly other things that really aren't like particulars aren't coming to my mind right now, but there were absolutely other things that contributed yeah. that for sure. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. That not enoughness. Does that, does that like contribute to you seeking validation growing up? Were you seeking validation validation or was it more so like a lack of self-worth? Lack of self-worth. Okay. Yes. How did you compensate? Absolutely. 
loving what arises. <laughs> um, I compensated by continuously showing up to, to bettering myself. And again, that's, that's, that's something I will be doing for the rest of my life, but uh, really diving deep. It really started with, I went to Bali actually when I was 22 to get my yoga teacher training. And that was kind of like the jumpstart to my evolution of consciousness, so to speak. And so it, I truly believe discipline and discipline in the, in the realm of showing up to yourself every day and getting your cup filled yeah. is one of the most important things every human being should yeah. be doing in their life. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Brother. So yeah. I'm, I'm disciplined to, to loving myself. Yeah. And the more That's momentum beautiful. that gains, the better everything gets. That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. When you, when you when you had your when you were in that moment of like your vices your drugs food, um, uh, what, what marijuana. Was that were you trying to just sort of feel something better because you obviously not feeling enough? Was that food and that that marijuana trying to help you feel something more, or was there something else that that was coming in uh, trying to hide? What I understand about my relationship to marijuana now and. Honestly, um, just the other day, my, my love and I had a conversation about my relationship to cannabis because I started smoking cannabis again uh, when I moved here. And it was I realized I was doing that because I was trying to numb the fact that I wasn't feeling embodied in, in my purpose and I wasn't giving my gift and I wasn't serving others. And so I think my relationship to cannabis and other drugs was hiding was trying to numb the light, hide the light mm. of who I really am. You know mm. that quote where you're more afraid of your light than you are your darkness? Um, it was a lot like that. Like I was, mm. I was afraid of shining so brightly and mm. giving my gifts to the world. Wow. Why were you scared yeah. of that? Because I, my ego couldn't admit to me at the time, uh, most of my life, that like all of us, I am here for a very big reason to spread a lot of, of loving awareness and loving consciousness to the world and stepping into that to my fullest potential, so to speak, was the scariest thing ever for mm. it's kind of like the, all the spotlight will be on me or that's the, that's the story that I had about it, that how could I ever live up to that uh, to helping people the way I truly know I can in my heart, mm. how could I ever live up to that? And um, yeah, I don't know if that answered your question, but no, thank you, man. I appreciate you opening up yeah. and sharing that. Have you found Absolutely. Have you found that you've let go of that part of you, or letting go of that part of you that doesn't feel enough, and found forgiveness for that? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Especially in the past six months to a year, yeah, it's um, I've really made that forgiveness and self compassion such a a, a a vital part of my my daily life and it's yeah. it's manifested a lot beautiful yeah beautiful whose love did you crave mm. most going growing up was that your your dad's or was it someone else mm. and who did you have to be to get it you know growing up in a very religious environment i i started i always knew from a, a time that being told that if people didn't believe in a specific deity that they were going to be damned to a fiery hell, it just, it just never resonated with me. And I always knew growing up that that wasn't my path. And so a lot of my young adult life, I was 
fighting to be accepted by a lot of my family because I kind of left that that religious playground and started pursuing what what was my truth mm. and my family in their own way kind of uh, they were disenchanted by it and I was I felt very unaccepted by them mm. um, for, for a lot of my young adult life so I was it was a struggle to feel to not only feel accepted them accepted by them but to to accept myself mm. in in my own journey and that it was okay that I wasn't, you know, that I didn't believe what they believed anymore, that I, I found my own truth in my own life. Mm. So, yeah, I definitely did fight for their acceptance. And only when I started accepting myself did all of that heal with my parents. And now I have the best relationship with my parents of all time. Wow. And they can yeah. accept you for who you are. Absolutely. Wow. Do they Absolutely. still have the and same they've... belief systems around? Yeah. 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 They wow. just know who I am and they know my truth and they know I won't take any of their projection. Um, and they, we've just come to an agreement that um, we have different perspectives on our relationship to our spirituality and our faith. And that's, mm -hmm. that's beautiful. And so it's no longer a fight. It's, it's just a, it's just an acceptance and much more unconditionally loving for sure. That's beautiful, brother. It's beautiful. Yeah feels good what about the lowest point in your life talk to me a little bit about that and, and was suicide ever an option suicide was definitely an option um i was the only thing that i don't remember in my life i drove home completely pissed drunk don't remember how i got home i also did a lot of cocaine that night and i owned a house at the time <laughs> and i remember stumbling in I believe it was around like three or 4 a.m. And I got in my kitchen and I was just, I felt so alone. I was alone in this big dark house and I was drunk and I was high. And I had just recently broken up with a partner of mine or we have just separated and it was really hard for me. And that's why I was doing all the drugs and doing all the drinking and having all the meaningless sex that I was having. And I, uh, for some reason just got completely undressed and I was just wanted to be naked. And I was naked sitting on the floor in my kitchen in the pitch black. And I remember just feeling this remarkable and maybe remarkable isn't the word, but this huge, heavy, dense darkness just flood over my body and my mind. And I've never really felt claustrophobic in my life. And I felt this deep, almost like this, this dark, fist was grabbing my heart and just squeezing my heart it was the most strange feeling reflecting on it and i thought in that moment like i've never felt worse than this this is this is the worst that i've ever felt and how will i ever recover from such a dark state of being and i remember reaching up and again mind you i'm just like naked sprawled on the floor like this i reached up to my cupboard opened my drawer and pulled out a butcher's knife. And I knew Luca that I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to kill myself. I wasn't going to commit suicide, but I wanted to, to feel the cold blade against my wrist and what that would feel like. And it got to, 
it got to a point where I knew consciously that if I pushed any harder and I moved the blade, even like a micro of an inch that I would slip my wrist. And as that happened, as, as I was coming to that awareness that any moment I can just make a sudden movement and really <laughs> do something that I wouldn't be happy about. My cat came into the kitchen and nestled his head against me as that moment was happening. And <laughs> oh my God. I fell asleep on the floor that night and I woke up in a, in a pile of puke next to me. And that was another moment that I got to such a low space that I knew my life from that moment forward, like it couldn't get any worse and it was only going to get better. Mm. And, and it did. And it got yeah. a lot better after that. Man, it's but such yeah. a, I really appreciate you sharing that story. That felt so good to share. Thank you for letting yeah. me share that. You're welcome, man. I really yeah. I know how much that will allow other people to feel Whew. not so ah. alone who are going through that right now. Because yeah. I know that darkness that you feel and like it is something else, man. It is something else. And for those people out there right now, mm. I'm thinking like they can see it's such a contrast in you. Like... Like, I mean, just hearing that story, I know where you're, I, me and you would have partied together so well back in our day, you know, like, <laughs> um, but like to now we, we party in a different way. <sighs> we party in a different Absolutely. way and we would have part, we would party just the same now together in, in, in a, in a new way. So it's really beautiful that you share that and to see the contrast so evident today. I love it. Thank you, brother. Thank you. What was the significant moment of awakening for you? <laughs> Honestly, every significant moment of awakening for me, because there's been so many, there wasn't just one, has been after I have uncoupled with my partner. So I've had three, three or four really beautiful women who I've, who I've uh, dated for over a year in my life. And each and every time we've uncoupled, it was just a massive catalyst for me to expand to more. And so in other words, my, a lot of my awakening, so to speak, came from just my heart feeling so shattered and me like not feeling enough for my partners. And it just, just catapulted me and evolved me to want to show up to myself and my own dignity and my own relationship to my heart to show up to, to others. Um, in the highest way. Mm. Yeah. So simply said, my awakenings came from, from women. <laughs> <laughs> the beauty, the beauty of the feminine. Yeah, man. I love that bro. Yeah. What healing, yeah. what healing modality was a big part of your journey? Meditation has always been, um, and have, the you, deep have you done a Vipassana? No, I've always wanted to, I plan on doing one. Um, actually next year, as soon as all this COVID BS, yeah. uh, dissipates, I definitely yeah. want to do a Vipassana for sure. Awesome. Um, but meditation has been huge in my life and it has only gotten more significant, significant. And I'm just, I love being in that eternal state of just, just pure consciousness. It's, mm. I, I, I meditate every day, as you know, twice mm -hmm. a day. It's just so delicious. Um, yeah. alchemy has been huge. Tonic herbalism, Chinese medicine, yoga, of course. I've um, been mm. doing yoga for 
seven years consistently. What um, type of yoga? For five. All sorts, man. Um, Bikram, Vinyasa, Iyengar. Um, I'm also certified in MoveNet, which is like a natural movement level three Beautiful. certified. Um, Qigong certified, just all sorts of um, movement modalities. Yeah, that incorporate the breath with movement. Absolutely. Have you played with Kundalini? Yes. Yes. Awesome. I do. Um, what's that Kundalini move called when you, you, uh, Satnam. Yeah. Satnam. Beautiful. Yeah. I did that for a really long time and still do that. Yeah. Still do that. That's beautiful. Sure. Bro. Yeah. What about your friend group? How's that changed as you've changed? I mean, it's, it's a really beautiful thing and it's also a vulnerable thing when, and, and I'll get to the friend group in a second, but how people naturally vibrate out of your life as you come into, uh, I don't want to use these words, but I'm, I'm going to use them anyway, like a more higher evolved state of consciousness. And so in other words, I've watched a lot of my friend group and my tribe change from 22 to 29 now. And just the more in alignment with my source, with, with my God force that I become, the more in love and embodied in myself that I become, the more I just want to be around other conscious co-creators, much like yourself, people who are embodying their Dharma, who, who, who love themselves, who love others, who, you know, who are just on that vibe. Yeah. So um, I love that. Really... How you, I, I love how you use the vibrations and say like, you know, as Absolutely. you, as a natural flow of vibrations of, of energies coming in and out of your life. And, and, and I couldn't agree anymore, man. Do you Absolutely. have any contact with any of, say, the friend groups from when you're in construction and partying? Yes, one of my, really just a few people, but one person comes to mind, my my dear friend Josh, who has been, you know, we, we, we partied together in, in college and, <laughs> you know, we just went, we were animals, man. We were just fucking wild animals. And he's um, he's kind of, evolved in the same way and in the same journey as i have and so we've just remained soul brothers and, and connected ever since that's beautiful bro. Yeah. i love that yeah i love that man yeah for well, sure i've got two more questions for you what beautiful. part of what part of this conscious journey are you most grateful for <laughs> i am the most grateful for how much more grateful i get every single day luca it's my favorite thing to do every single morning is to get up and I walk around my neighborhood with my cacao or coffee and I just go on thankfulness rampages <laughs> and I just, you know, it's just whatever I see around me, whatever I'm thinking in my mind, whatever I'm creating in my future now reality, I just, I'm just out loud and I probably look crazy to people or neighbors just watching <laughs> me. I'm just like belting out loud at all these things I'm thankful oh. for. And, uh, I'm most thankful in this conscious journey that the more thankful I become for every nuance and every, everything in my life, the better everything gets. So yeah. I, I'm most thankful for thankfulness, most thankful for connecting with people like you. I'm most thankful for how amazing my body feels. I'm most thankful for how the more I, I, I step into this, this, and embody this consciousness journey, the better and better everything gets. Mm, that's beautiful, man. Yeah. I love that. I've got a mate who does something similar he, in Bali. He um, 
he goes and gets his morning coffee in and he gets on the phone and while he's while he's sitting there but he's actually not talking to anyone he's talking to his future self and he's saying like how he's like bringing all these beautiful things forward and he's very grateful for what he had and like speaking as if it's now being grateful for what he's receiving yeah it's so cool yes it's the best feeling ever man it's i love it yeah (laughs) and and the last question for you bro what's one tip that you would give your old self your younger self uh, who's just starting this journey be kind to yourself love all of your emotions don't try to numb them don't try to push them away feel them feel them feel your pain feel your vulnerability feel your sadness feel your anger feel your depression just let it love all those things because they are equally a part of your journey as all the light and love etc i mean Mm. just just love all of your emotions Mm. i love it that was your quote too yes it's been, a, it's been an absolute pleasure brother meeting you and also sharing being able to share your story and thank you for your time and thank you for sharing that and being vulnerable being open being real i appreciate that mm. you too Luca. it's truly such a privilege and honor to share this space with you amazing man thank you to everyone for listening to both of us here talk about this conscious journey of jacob and if you do have any questions or do want to reach out please do catch us on social media on instagram they'll be in the show <sighs> notes Thank you so much, everyone. Until next time, take care. Much love. I got love in my eyes, bro, I can't see I'm gonna be who I'm destined to be Wokeness is taking my old self away Yeah, I put love into me I'm spreading that love, yo, don't you see Grab your cacao and drink it with me Cause wokeness is taking my old self away Woke man, wokey woke man Woke man, wokey woke man Woke man, wokey woke man Bring love and just be Woke man, wokey woke man, woke man, wokey woke man, woke man, wokey woke man, bring love and just be.